Yeah, yeah. Christmas at Disney in Florida is a big deal. So, oh, God, he's sweet. God, I miss him. Your husband? Yeah. <laughs> Where is he? <laughs> of you joining us for the very first time this is icon or ycon the show where we break down your favorite film universes one flick at a time i am here as always with the post-credit sequence to my mid-credit sequence mr cj laroche cj how are you feeling Ooh, i feel good i feel good listen if i was the post-credit sequence to the mid credit sequence. That means that I am the dude that you have a crush on and you are the gal that I have a crush on. <gasps> so I don't know if you did that on purpose. Or I don't know what. <laughs> Fair enough. But that was pretty awesome. So yeah, so this is off to a great start. Very excited to be here. For those of you joining us for the very first time, where you been? Yeah. Gosh, we're, what, eight, nine movies here into the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Thereabouts. Thereabouts, whereabouts, everywhere about bouts. I'm excited. I just can't wait. I can't wait to break it down. I'm happy to be here tonight with you, and uh, let's let's go. Well, I mean, first, do you want to tell the people what we're talking about today? Because if they didn't hear the last episode, they don't know. That's true. That's true. So on this evening's edition of icon or ycon andrew and i will be discussing captain america don't google the winter soldier before you see it (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah. she's a womp womp title but fucking great movie great movie yeah the title just kind of gave everything away the trailer kind of gave everything away the, the trailer gave everything away. And when uh, like there's the one line late that Fury says later in the movie, I guess you're in charge now, Cap. If you remember that, that happens after his death. Oh, yeah. So if you go in and you're watching and you're like, oh, I remember that moment from the trailer. Well, that hasn't come up yet. Spoiler alert. The whole movie is like a spoiler alert. Totally. In this day and age. Totally. Um, but that's but- that's that whole thing, though, where it's the McDonald's style of marketing where they just show you exactly what you're going to get so they can be confident you'll come see it. Right. Like with McDonald's, you know, you're just going to get a big MacBook DLT, a quarter pounder with some cheese filet, a fish, a hamburger, a cheeseburger, a happy meal, McNuggets, hasty golden french fries, regular and large size salad, Shepherd garden, or a chicken salad, oriental. That did not age well. It didn't. It didn't. But I'm going to say this to you. The fact that you just pulled that out off the cuff without being prompted, like you didn't know I was going to bring a McDonald's. No, no, no. Big, big breakfast, egg McMuffin, egg McMuffin, hot cakes and sauces, maybe biscuits, bacon, egg or cheese, sausage, Danish hash brown, two and four dessert, hot apple pies, Sundays, three varieties, saucer of cone, three kinds of shake, chocolate chip cookies, and a drink of Coca Cola, diet coke, and orange, drink of Sprite, and coffee, decaf, two of milk, and orange juice. <laughs> I should have had you do that at my wedding. Then we could have both rapped at each other's weddings. Oh my God. Yeah. That's not I really know. a rap. It's more, like a, it's more like a limerick. It's not a limerick. It's not a limerick. Totally, no, that's not what those totally are called. Awesome. Yeah. And also, we are way off track. Way off, way off. Let's talk about this movie. Let's talk about this movie because you were right. The movie is fucking great. The first gift, and this movie gives us several gifts, but the so first many. gift that this movie gives us is the start of the on your left thing. Right. Oh, I mean, it also kind of gives us the gift of Anthony Mackie. Yeah, we didn't really know him before this, did we? I didn't anyway. I feel like here's the thing. It's funny. I used to work in casting 
And I feel like I either cast him in a reading or like the casting director I worked for really loved him, but I knew Anthony Mackie before this. Interesting. Yeah. And I'm sure he's been around. I mean, good. By the time he got to this movie, he's super seasoned. He's excellent. Yeah. No, he's so good. He's, he's, he's good as it gets. But yeah, on your left, and it pays off. It just it, it, it's the gift it that keeps, keeps on off. giving. It keeps paying off in the yeah. MCU. Yeah, for sure. Um, I do. I do just want to talk about the title a okay. little bit. Um, so, like, obviously, you know, if you remember Captain America: First Avenger, you don't even really have to know anything about the comics to think like, oh, I wonder if that's going to be Bucky. Yeah. Right. Like, like right away. But there's also something like much more interesting about the title and like, stop me if you know this, but like the winter soldier is, it's actually a quote from Thomas Paine. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So the winter soldier quote from Thomas Paine, these are the times that try men's souls. Talking about the revolution, right? Mm -hmm. The summer soldier and the sunshine Patriot will in this crisis shrink from the service of their country but he, the winter soldier that stands by it now, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think Steve is the winter soldier. Interesting. Right? Yeah. But obviously, Bucky's character is the winter soldier. But if you look at, like, how this movie progresses and the sort of things that Steve does... Right. The thing this the things that Steve has to deal with as like Captain America, like number one patriot, like the boss in charge, right? Mm-hmm. But he, the winter soldier that stands by it now, deserves the love and thanks of man and woman. Thomas Paine. That's very, very cool. Yeah. That's very, very cool. Yeah, you know, it's like Angelica Schuyler. She's been reading Common Sense by Thomas Paine. I was like, I'm going to check it out. And I find this quote. That's brilliant. Here we are. I could see that. And the the title is misleading because it's like Captain America, the Winter Soldier. It looks like it's his new title, but it's not. Because it's like, it's a different character. Yeah. And also, I just want to say, like, watching this movie and, like, hearing the Falcons theme... Yes. Like all the fucking amazing things that this movie sets up. Like this movie is a linchpin in the MCU. Well, it's the, it's the first outing of the Russo brothers. Is it not? It sure is. And the Russo brothers really guide where the franchise goes from this point on. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Joss Whedon does make a cameo, but we have Russo's nephew and sister. So it's two to one Russo to Whedon cameos. And then, of course, you know, it becomes like four to one Russo to Whedon movies. And I'm not upset. No, not at all. So speaking of upsetting, how do we feel about this first mission, the whole pirate mission? Because for me, it's a bit. And I love this movie, don't get me wrong. But it's a bit quantum of solace in that we kind of start off with this really complicated mission and it's kind of stays nebulous for a minute. We're meeting characters. We're doing things. We're doing quips. Uh, Natasha has a secret mission. Like there's kind of a lot happening. I'm so yeah. glad the script gets more focused as it goes along because I've yeah. forgotten that these first 30 minutes is just content. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's a necessary evil. I think uh, the thing that I take away from it mostly is that uh, Cap does not fire a gun in the whole mission. No. Right, like Rumlow is the is it Rumlow? Rumlow, right? yeah, yeah. He's the first one to fire a shot. Yeah, um, and they, they pay does, that off it, later that he's gun happy. Yeah, it does set up you know sort of the seventies political thriller that Feige talked about this being. Um, you know, with Natasha, with the secret mission, creating distrust. Um, Betrock is kind of like a what? What's what's he doing there? Character. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it is kind of a big setup, right? Because Fury is indeed the one that like set up the mission. So I, I understand where you're where you're getting, but I, I feel like it's a necessary evil that kind of you know is, is sort of a bedrock, not a bedrock, but like uh, some important exposition packed in a really nice action sequence. Yeah, it doesn't not pay off. It's just a lot of information. Yeah, up, up front. And also, since sure. when did Natasha and Steve have this sexual chemistry? That kind of came out of the blue. Okay. It's not sexual chemistry. No. I've never seen it in sexual chemistry. Really? No, I, I saw the super ne- sexual. I've never seen that. But maybe that's because I have a no. weird crush on both of them and it's complicated yeah. for me. Yeah, I've never seen it as sexual chemistry. I've always seen it as like two badass motherfuckers who are like, they're on like a buddy mission. Okay. And she's ribbing yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she's like, she's talking about his love life the whole movie. The whole movie, yeah. Right? So like that's another thing. (laughs) That's another thing that sort of like guides it away for me. I don't know. That scene in the car is pretty flirtatious. I I don't see it that way. With the feet on the dashboard? He just tells her to get her feet off the dashboard. See, he is my father. She's giving the look. He is a she's giving the look at time. She may be given the look in 2016, but he's in the, he's from the forties. That's what I'm saying, man. It's like, he doesn't think of it that way. He's not going there. His brain does not skip there. Okay. All right. That's fine. So this, well, big, I mean, you don't have to agree with me. I, you, I, I'm, I'm moving on. Okay. Yeah. I'm moving on. I'm changing the Put topic a bow on it. Put a yeah. bow on it. <laughs> so, Romanoff has a secret mission. It creates all this distrust. And then one thing leads to another. And Fury has this fucking badass chase sequence that he narrowly survives only to seemingly not survive later. Well, he's done, well, he gets shot later. Yeah. Yeah. So the assassination attempt one fails, but they get him on the second one, but they don't, but they don't. But it also gives us Sharon. It also gives us Sharon, who I didn't realize was not revealed as Sharon Carter in this movie. You didn't remember. I didn't remember. I thought she always was Sharon Carter. No, no, she's just Sharon with a with an insomniac aunt. Isn't it amazing going back and and watching this thing? You know, sort of touched on Falcon and the Winter Soldier earlier. Like all these characters and and all these scenarios are going to play out so much more later. Yeah, but they really do get back to Sharon when you first take this in, it's like, this is the meat and potatoes. This is what we're talking about. Yeah, These characters, yeah. this scenario, it's fascinating. It's really Let's, great. We need to take a pause and talk about agent Carter and the dementia scenes. Come <laughs> on, you guys. I didn't know yeah. a Marvel movie could make me feel like that. That was, yeah. I think that was the sincerest a Marvel movie had gotten up until this point. Like, because up to this point, yeah. Because they have that whole exchange. And she gets a little coughing fit. 
And then she's surprised to see him again. And it's like, oh, he's been visiting her. And it's always a surprise. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's always, it's always, it's always Groundhog Day there. Um, but, you know, it's so great. And it just goes to show, you know, the Russo brothers are just such brilliant fil- filmmakers. Her speech to him about, I'm just so sorry you didn't get to live your life. You know, sometimes the only thing you can do is, you know, just do, do it the right way, blah, blah, blah. They're framing his motivation in Endgame. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's all right there. And then when she coughs and she says, Steve, you came back. You, you, I thought you were dead. Yada, yada. That's exactly what she said when he walked in that house. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's great. The, the payoff level is so high knowing what we know now. Right. Exactly. Uh, it was also heartbreaking. I have a question for you. Yeah. Because... Again, I love this movie, but I feel like I have a responsibility to like poke at it a little bit. Okay, poke the bear. Okay, so listen. He gets this flash drive from Fury. Yep. Good thing that this guy is working on the vending machine in that moment. Yep. Right. Okay. Convenience. Some might say super easy. <laughs> How... Does A, Natasha know that that's there? B, how is she at the hospital waiting for him when he returns? And C, how did he not get captured by immediately going back to the location where he was, where they first took him? I plead the fifth. It's it's a... It's I mean, a it's, I c- I could, I could, well, actually that whole thing, but I'm just going to say, because we're not going to find a lot that's wrong with this film. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. That, that also thing- like, also, you know, sort of resting the fate of the free world on people not liking bubble yum. Yeah. That's just crazy to me. It's insane. There's a lot, there's a lot that's wrong with it. And I'm just going to say that it is one of two times in this movie that we rely on a late term Chris Nolan approach where he's just like, get into it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter how Batman got back to Gotham. He's back. He's back. Now, you know what? In the, in the time that we've been talking, I will say Fury's dead, right? Mm-hmm. So why would anybody have a reason to be at the hospital anymore? Okay. Right? He's gone. He's, he's out. Yeah. And even even Sitwell and, and, and Rumlow, like they're, you know, when he dies, they're sort of like the peripheral background. Yeah. They disappear from the shot. So that could be, you know, an insinuation that they're gone. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's fine. Let's talk about the elevator fight, which is badass. The first elevator fight. Again, the elevator fight pays off again later. Yeah. Wait, what do you mean the first elevator fight? Well, there's this elevator fight in this movie. Uh-huh. And then there's the elevator fight in the later film. Well, it, there it isn't a fight. He doesn't fight. He hail hydras and gets out of there. Yes. That's what I'm talking about, though. The, like, second version of that scene. Well, okay. Then don't call it the elevator fight. Oh it's the elevator God. moment. The elevator moment. Thank you. You're squirrely tonight. I am. I am. Just a little yeah, bit. You it's, really it, are. It's been a long week. I'd like to apologize for Andrew's sort of 
tension that he's creating here on the podcast, or I should thank him one or the other. I say thank me because I think it's keeping this thing buoyant and zesty. Elevator. Elevator, elevator. Lots of great things with the elevator in this film. Let's go back to uh, Fury talking about his granddad in the elevator when they're going down to the helicarriers, right? Allegedly, that's actually uh, based on Samuel Jackson's actual granddad. Mm-hmm. That story. That's then sweet. when he gets to the part about the gun, we're underground and everything's getting a little bit darker. And then we're going to Fury's hidden concealed weapons. So elevator, fantastic, wonderful. Then in Cap's apartment, I don't know if you noticed all the president's men, the book. Yes. Right. So when he's first getting into that elevator before everybody starts getting on to try to like beat him up, you can see Watergate in the background. Robert Redford, who plays Alexander Pierce, played Woodward in the movie All the President's Men. Amazing. Uh, Amazing. Oh, my God. Also, we got to take a minute to talk about Robert Redford. We do. Are we done with the elevator sequence? We're not. We're not. But I just want to put a post-it up that we got to talk about how he crushed this movie so hard. Dude, he crushed this movie so hard. Also, I don't know if you noticed, when he opens his fridge, when the Winter Soldier is there with him in his kitchen, there's a new bottle of Newman's own jar sauce. So smart. And him and Paul Newman were like, you know, besties. So smart. That was sad. I feel bad for Renata. Yeah. Who's Renata? The maid that oh, he shoots. Oh, the maid. Oh, my God. The house <laughs> The house help. Yeah. I think if, if, if I were making a movie, like, I would open my fridge, and what would I see to signify like our friendship what would be in the fridge in your fridge yeah would it be like a full like a baby grand piano it would be like a big bag of gummy bears no you know what it would be i would open the freezer and there would be some tater tots (gasps) that's it it's absolutely tots yes that's what it would be be. like tots yeah no alexander pierce what a great character robert redford obviously living fucking legend uh, kills it in this movie. That scene when the, he snaps the Winter Soldier back into place, he just like rips him across his cheek. Oh my god! I mean, he doesn't give a fuck. There's no fear in that man of like the most one of the, you know one of the most dangerous assassins on earth. Robert Redford, thank you for everything, Julie Newmar. Well, <laughs> well, and the thing about Robert Redford that he plays so brilliantly, and it's 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 brilliant writing. But Robert Redford really brings it to life. That his last thing he says is "Hail Hydra." Robert Redford is the worst kind of terrorist. He believes in his cause. Yeah. He he does not think he's the bad guy at all. No, no, 100% thinks like, he's doing the world a favor. This is a sacred mission to him. It sets yeah. up the Thanos conceptualizations later. Oh, sure. You know, so like this is because yeah. these are the types of villains we're going to start dealing with now. Like, yeah. you know, we're still going to give you the villain with the same powers. We're going to do that. They never let that go. Right. But the villains get more and more complex, which is nice. I think they can do yeah. more of it. I'm hoping to see more of it in phase four because he's kind of our first one. That's like, it's like a, it's, it's a variation on a theme of Slade. Yeah, sure. You and, know, and we have, we have two great villains in this movie. You know, the winter soldier is also just such a layered complex, you know, not just to shoot him up villain with the same powers. So it's very, it's very exciting. It's one of the, it's one of the reasons this movie is, is scores such high marks. Yeah. Yeah. It's really solid. So like, let's get to Bucky, but let's get to Bucky via discussing this discovery. 
It's my second Chris Nolan discovery that okay. Zola is alive in this supercomputer in a munitions barn with a big secret elevator that's too close to the base. Like this whole thing, I get it that the flash drive led them there. But I mean, what in Legends of the Hidden Temple hell am I watching? <laughs> what do you have a problem with specifically? First of all, the layout of that building is is like is like the the hotel in the shining. How does it fucking <laughs> exist? One. Right. It is kind of like the set of Agent Carter in a bunker. It's ridiculous. Second of all, I when? When was he uploaded into this computer with 1970s technology? Oh, well, it was during they because they recruited him. Howard Stark didn't think to do this. Howard Stark didn't be like, you know what? That show Gem is really good. I'm going to make myself synergy for my son. He didn't think oh, to see. do that. So I see. Okay. So maybe, yeah, maybe um, Hydra had the technology that and S.H.I.E.L.D. didn't. But it was S.H.I.E.L.D. that made that bunker. They made the bunker, but not the Zola. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think Zola uploaded it. I think Zola is like a virus. That's how I sort of envision it. Okay. Yeah. It's just so weird. And so like weirdly 80s, the idea it of it. It is weirdly 80s. And I love that you bring up 80s because there's the War Games quote, which is so delicious for <laughs> it's, us. It's really funny. He's like, I saw that movie. <laughs> yeah, but also, man, like I feel like that moment is the moment that the whole movie hinges on. It is. It is. It's right? an important plot point. It's just a clumsy journey there. Okay, I see what you're saying. Um, I know I do love all the spinning discs, the old, you know, fucking Macintosh-like screen monitor. Uh, love Toby Jones. Like, anytime I can get Toby Jones in a film. He's a genius. Uh, what do the kids say? I'm here for it. <laughs> no, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. However, uh, I respectfully disagree and uh, say that it, it works for me and I like it. Okay. Yeah. But it's, it's see, but this, the movie really does kind of take on a new life at this point because then they, that's how we find out that Hydra has infiltrated shields. Yeah, that's, that's where everything starts to go to shit. And again, yeah. I want to bring it back to Captain America being the Winter Soldier. This is his, this is his first true test of patriotism. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, everything that I've been doing this whole time since I've been unfrozen, or even before, my fucking girlfriend's, you know, company has been like taken over. It's been a hostile takeover. And like, fuck, what do I do now? Yeah. It's it's you really know? wild. Yeah. It's really, really wild. And then um it leads us to the Bucky reveal, which is by the time Bucky gets revealed. We already knew who it was. Yeah. But it's frame by frame from the comics. Is it? Yeah. Frame by frame. Who the hell okay. is Bucky? Yeah. No. No, there's that great, that great fucking action sequence when he's on the car. Come on. Up on the highway. Sam's getting involved. It's no, it's so fantastic. good. It's fantastic. It's, it's, it's so good. It's and the way, the way Natasha leaves like her uh, voice recorder. Yeah. As really. a diversion. She knows. She that knows. whole fight sequence is crazy. Uh, also, yeah. like, it's our first time seeing Falcon in action, and that's fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. No, fantastic. Love love Falcon. Love uh, that whole 
action sequence. I'm listening to it on my surround sound system. Like it's all so the good. fucking sound design with the booms and the crash and the guns. It's so good. Fantastic. Now, now very few issues. Tell me something. Tell is it, me something good. Is it just me? Is it just me? Or was that scene of them wiping Bucky's memory again? Shot at an angle that was supposed to be one of the hottest things I've ever seen. Cause like, I was like, <laughs> this is so weirdly sexy. Well, I mean, he's fits like he's sexy. stunning. Yeah. 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 No. And like, yeah. And you know, with the, the thing, the, you know, the bite guard, what would you call that? That they put in his mouth. Bite guard. Bite guard, mouth yeah. guard, mouthpiece. Um, there's some S and M to it. Maybe, yeah. maybe that's where your brain went. Um, and he goes, Aah! it's the way, it's the way he's flexing when he does it. It's the way, the way the camera is situated. Well, yeah. It's yeah, the way the camera sure. is situated and he's angled. Like, it's so yeah. weird. I was like, this is a weird sort of, I feel like they were cinematically sexualizing him in that moment. Okay. I can't argue with that. Um, I, I just admire him. As yeah. an actor and as well, a he's an, he is an incredible actor and yeah. he does fantastic work in this movie. I mean, yeah. but, but he's like super legit. I mean, stage actor, like he's, yeah. he's, he's been at this for a minute. He's a pro pro pro. He's, he fantastic. knows what's up. He's yeah. also like represents a, a huge missed opportunity to be cast as Luke Skywalker. Right. Just cast him. He looks just yeah. like him. It would have been great. Would have been great. It would have been really, really who, great. We would We would have known who it was. Most definitely, most definitely. So here's my other thing about Bucky. Aside from the fact that I, I te- literally texted my husband today. I was just like, Sebastian Stan, though. And he goes, listen, anytime, place." I was like, glad we're on the same page about that. That was literally the whole thread. <laughs> Aside from that fact that I have a horrendous Hollywood crush on him, the interaction with Cap that he has... Uh-huh. He's giving us so much juice in the eyes. Like he, he recognizes him. Thought process. Yeah. You can see it. It's so, it's amazing. Just the detail work that he gives us as Bucky in this movie. No, absolutely. He is James Buchanan. Yeah. And he's not supposed to, he's not supposed to recognize cap, but like, it's again, it's a Chris Nolan moment. Love transcends all. Well, yeah, no, he did the work. Yeah. He did the work and the filmmakers did the work too. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Cause he doesn't, there is like a tint, hint of recognition. He does have that flashback. His memory is wiped again, but then we see the flashback of, you know, I'm, I've got you till the end or whatever to, yeah, the line to is. To the end of the road, something like that. To the end of the road. Yeah. To the end of the line. The line, end of the line. To the end line. And so when Cap in the final sequence, when Cap says that to him, after yeah. he like, Cap throws his shield down, he's like, then do it. Do it. Cause he trusts. Finish he's like, then. You won't do it. Finish it then. Yeah. You know who I am. Yeah. Man, it's good. Yeah. Yeah, It's a, you know me. Yeah. How's that final sequence though? I mean, we're totally skipping over Fury being alive, but like, fuck that. We know Fury's alive. He's been alive for 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Might be a scroll. Maybe. Who knows? Could be a scroll. Who fucking knows? Oh, God. Because that's that's that bullshit from Captain Marvel movie. Gone. (laughs) Can't wait. Uh, how about when they when they visit fury's grave and the path of the righteous man that's a good that's a good uh little nod what a great what a great easter egg yeah yeah yeah. it's so good yeah 
but so this mission to get the blades into the ships yeah like a little bit video gamey a little bit fetch questy you know video gamey but But so great alpha bravo charlie let's go it's amazing it's amazing and also um black widow with the fucking face thing what's that called mission impossible yeah she totally mission impossible's it (laughs) uh it's so good though that whole back and forth about how like oh yeah well we were here oh fury's here and then he's like yeah but i put a charge on all you and you're gonna have a two-inch hole in your sternum like it the the double triple cross of it these are top tier secret agents yeah fucking out secret agenting each other and and using timing to their advantage no, it's it's such a it's it's thrilling. It's, it's a thriller. so exciting. It's, it's all the so while Cap is doing Cap and Falcon are up in the sky doing some crazy shit. We need Winter to talk Soldier about takes out takes out an entire Air Force battalion by oh, himself. Yeah. When by he throws himself. that guy into the Quinjet wing, it's like holy fuck. And we didn't even talk about Maria Hill. Everybody should have a Maria Hill clutch oh as fuck coming up out of the blue. Oh, absolutely. Someone you can count on when you're short of help to (laughs) offer you the sort of help. Like she's on it. Well, and when Fury, when he's in his recovery room and he's like, I honestly didn't know who I could trust. I'm like, yeah, but you knew you had Maria though. Like, yeah. Maria's his homegirl. Like it's, it's so cool. I just think the movie is so juicy. And, uh, and the way, the way they pay it off with Bucky saving cap at the end. Yep. He yeah, does like to have him. seen that would have liked to have seen that instead of just the hand. I mean, at that point we're at like two fifteen, So I get it's it. It's a bit long for a Marvel movie, honestly. Yeah. But it's, it's jam packed and it's an easy watch and it's fucking great. It just moves. The pace is, is brilliant. It really just yeah. trucks along and, and I'm with you the whole time, you know, for sure. For sure. Well, for Icon or Wycon, ah! I'm CJ LaRoche. No, we got to talk about the mid credit sequence because this is the movie that gave us Wanda. Had I known then <laughs> that there would be five years from this moment, a global pandemic mm. where WandaVision would help me to understand my own grief process. Do you know what I mean? Mm, had I known wow. that that was going to be a thing, like seeing Wanda there and I was like, oh my God, I had no idea what you were going to mean to me later. Yeah. Like, and Pietro yeah. gone too soon. He was, Aaron Taylor Johnson was a great Pietro. Yeah, it looks nothing like the Quicksilver we get. No, no, they, they shake did some like they did some shake a little bit of a shake up. They shake his look with up. His look. Yeah, yeah but she looks uh, the same. But yeah, she she just always looks like Lizzie Olsen. But yeah, yeah, no, it is it is very exciting. Um, and then the last scene, the the post credit scene with Bucky, he's trying like, to figure out who he is what's going on here brah oh my gosh cool. what's that gonna be like yeah his journey it's so funny this movie is so much more satisfying knowing how all of these things pay off yeah not only after endgame now after wandavision and falcon and the winter falcon soldier Winter soldier you know yeah, both sure. two solid entries in phase four thank goodness they created sure. those series uh oh my God. yeah but it's just it's it, it, it's a great nod to how tight this storytelling really is and how mm. much they think about it and how yes. there are retcons, but the retcons are, if you, the retcons are pretty minimal. I mean, they're yeah. certainly not WB with the DCEU level retcons where no, they no, think no, no, we're no, just no. fucking idiots. Yeah, no, 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 no. Um, you know, I've heard complaints about, well, uh, 
Hydra would have had the Tesseract. Well, Loki took it after that. You know, uh, well, Tony Stark would have been, you know, he was in their computers. Well, I don't think Hydra would have had their shit in S.H.I.E.L.D.'s computer system. Yeah. You know, would have been a whole different system. So, no, I'm okay with it. Um, The one thing I did pick up on is uh, Fury with a photo of him and Pierce. He's got two eyes, got two good eyes that may have been taken after Captain Marvel. Oh, yeah. But I just I just don't give that much of a fuck. Yeah, it's not worth it. No, Big picture, not, not worth it. Oh, that stupid cat and Captain. Mo- let's. We should take a break. Okay, yeah, let's let's do that. You know, CJ, this is one of our pandemic traditions that I'm so glad we were super consistent with because I really am starting to see the results of all of our work on this podcast. It's pretty great. Now, where are you seeing results, Andrew? Like in your midsection, um, like in your your chest area. Where where are the results happening best for you? Because I could use some. Listen, my chest area is on fire, but really, it's because my heart is so full from all the engagement we've been getting on our social media. I mean, I'm talking oh, to I'm talking to people absolutely. on the Instagram. I'm talking to people on the Twitter, and I want to do more of it. The 18 listeners have really started to engage. Uh, we appreciate you. We see you. Uh, we're very excited to have you. Yeah. So I think that Andrew, where can, where can the people who may be 19, 20, 21, where can they find us? Listen at icon or Ycon, both on Twitter and Instagram. And we have gotten way more active than we ever were. So remember those 15 episodes where we kind of lied to you about communicating with us there. It's true. Now we're actually there and we want to hear from you. So I say, go for it. Just do it. Yeah. Log on, log in, trip out. <laughs> back to the show. And we're back. We are. Break is over. Put your pencils away. Pencils down. Time is up. Thank you. That is bringing back all of my middle school math test quandaries. I, I pencils would, down. Listen, I, I could I could destroy a language arts test like nobody's business. Done early. <laughs> no, no. Do little doodles on the back of the paper. But like a math test. Oh. She would say pencils down. I was like, I have four more questions every time. It never went away. So nervous about yeah. math. Yeah. Tough. Real tough. Maybe my this is my year, teacher. teacher. Your sister's a math to, teacher. Yeah. To learn math, this is your year? Maybe this is my year. Do you think I could still do it? I support you. What's eight times six? 48. What's nine times seven? 56. 63. Oh, see, I'm bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I you said it confidently me, too. You you gave me eight times seven after I asked you eight times six, and you got oh. eight times six right. Then you just went eight times seven. Yeah. Oh, see. Well. Anyway, digression has happened. Digression. Digression. We digress. Oh, Let's see, there we go. I think. With <laughs> what all were you th- saying about language arts? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I just never heard the word digression. I was like, I don't think you- yeah. I'm ne- I, was, I don't think anyone uses it. It's it's usually just use the verb, right? Oh, and in my head, I was fucking smug. I was like, oh, this idiot means regression. And then, you did, <laughs> and then you did it. I felt so stupid. Just insane. And that's, that's the moment, Andrew, we found out Andrew thinks I'm an idiot. No, no, no. You No, you know that's not true. No, no. no I know. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone off track. We need to regain focus. Yep, we need, to, yep, we yep. need to really, really, really bring this thing home. And I think the only way we can do it, and I know you're going to be surprised by my suggestion, but I think the only way we can do it mm. is to answer a few ephemeral questions. Mm, yes. 
So now's the time when Drew and I take you on a deeper dive with questions ephemeral. We may disagree, but him and me will consistently strive to never be We'll now break down what worked and what was shitty. Was Fury's eye really scratched out by a kitty? <laughs> Never mind that. Let's get this wrapped and give out our awards for Captain America, the Winter Soldier. You're not going to give me that er. <laughs> You're not going to give me that er. No, because the last word that I said was awards. And mm. soldier certainly doesn't rhyme with it. But if you go soldier, still doesn't rhyme. No, it doesn't rhyme at all, Andrew. Okay. But it's a better ending. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I actually loved that song. Uh, I'm you. really happy thank I you. witnessed it. Yeah. Uh, thank you for referencing the kitty. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Uh, what worked about this movie for you? Yeah. Uh, the characters, man. Again, here we are with the characters and the the relationships that they have to each other. Um, but what really, 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 really works in this film is that you have all of these characters, right? You have all of their storylines. You have all of their wants. You have all of their actions. You have all of everything that's going on, right? There's so many things going on. There's so many people flying around. The main thing that ties them all together is Hydra's taking over S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. That one central plot line, that one central plot point brings everybody together. And it's like the glue that holds everybody together and makes this such an enjoyable film to watch. Yeah. Gathering all these uh, disparate characters and plot lines under one concentric goal you know, or, or one concentric conflict is really, right. really powerful. That's right. What, like, the greatest musical of all time, in my opinion, is West Side Story. Mm. Right? You've got Riff and his relationship with Tony. You've got Bernardo and his relationship with Anita. Anita's mm. relationship with Maria. Bernardo and Maria. Tony and the Jets. Doc so and happening. Tony. What does it all center around? The conflict between the Jets and the Sharks. Right. If you have that one moon or that one, I guess, sun, that one star that everything else can like revolve around, that's going to bring you success. And that's really, really what worked the most for me. Yeah. Like, this is truly an episode where it's like what worked the most for you? What yeah. worked the most for you? Uh, the execution of the screenplay. Not only is it a good screenplay, uh, they, it's a great screenplay. And yes. I have my plot hole issues and that's fine. I'm allowed that. But there are so many opportunities for this dialogue to go off the rails. Sure. They, they could do more fish out of water jokes for cap. They could do they you know, like they can do so many things with Natasha and, and how she plays with him and how she keeps ribbing him. They could have made Zola be so much cornier. They could uh-huh. have like, they could have, it's so straddles this line of yep. taking itself seriously and being a little bit playful with itself. And right. I think it's such a, a fun balance because this movie is fun. This movie also breaks so your fun. heart. 
this movie also gets uh-huh. a little a little bit sexy you know like yeah this movie also yeah. is is very inspiring like the tiny sequence about uh them talking about the beds being too soft after service mm. And how they have trouble sleeping, mm-hmm. and, and how they bond yep. in that moment. I was like, "We're we're talking to veterans, you guys. Falcon yeah. and Captain America are veterans, truly. You know, and I think I think the screenplay is really solid, and then I think it's executed beautifully. So it's shot yeah. beautifully. Um, all of the actors are in the same movie. They're all doing the same play. Oh my god, they're all in the they're same all movie. doing the same play, and it's yeah. very good. And yeah. that's one thing that because they the the level of humor is very consistent mm-hmm. uh, totally. yeah yeah no, it's just couldn't, couldn't agree more yeah it's a good screenplay it's executed really really beautifully and it's tight the pacing is tight yeah oh yeah that thing is moving no it's it's it's, it's a it's a quick 215 man yeah there's enough space for me to understand what's happening yeah but they keep it moving like yeah for sure what what didn't work about this movie for you god i mean that's such a big term. Mm-hmm. Like what didn't work? I mean, very little didn't work. It's pretty solid. Right. The one, I mean, I've got a couple, I say like my, what, my biggest gripe with the film is like, there's so much payoff and it's such a great scene, but the elevator scene, right? Like they should have just fucking Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan trade Federation shipped them. Just release some gas in the elevator. Yeah, the idea of starting a fist fight in the elevator is just cool visually. Yeah. It's like, like an iron fist when they do a hallway fight. It's like, okay, guys, yeah. that seemed efficient. Yeah, or like open the door and shoot him. Yeah. Um, you know, because you uh, you start to watch movies like with a little bit more of like a critical eye because you know that you have to spend an hour talking about it. Sure. So you, you want to have something to say. I want to have something to say because I usually have very little to say. Said no one ever. Yeah. But, you know, you watch it and you're like, oh, yeah, like, that seems weird. Like, why wouldn't they, you know, that seems like a really inefficient way to try to kill him. Yeah. Um, that being said, like, that's it looks it's fucking such cool. a great <laughs> fucking scene. And the way it pays off in Endgame, spoiler alert, is just as thrilling. So, I yeah, I mean, that's that's really, that's really all I got, you know, from from that standpoint. Um, you know, what what do you have? I kind of already brought it up. I kind of ruined it in the first half hour, but it's, it's those, mm. those weird plot jumps. Like, yeah. like, Oh, how does, why is Natasha at the hospital? Um, also very mission impossible. Three of them to not show us how they get Falcon's wings back. Yeah, sure. You know, that was my <laughs> big beef about mission impossible. Theory. We need this nuclear thing, but we're just going to cut to the car outside of where I'm seeing the nuclear thing from. So you can see Tom Cruise fall on it with the nuclear thing. I was like, this is the mission. Yeah. And earlier he even says, he's like, there's only one left mm-hmm. and it's guarded. And they look at each other and like, yeah, that'll be no problem. And then they just have and it. And then they have them. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that was kind of a shitty thing to yada, yada, yada. Yeah. They'd sure do yada, yada, yada Falcon. Yeah. Bit. But it's yeah. fine. Cause we just need to get to him flying. Honestly, it's all in the service of the greater good. Truly. And who knows, maybe season two of Falcon and the winter soldier or Captain America and the winter soldier. Now Captain America, and the winter soldier. Yeah. Maybe in season two, they'll pay that off somewhere. Doubtful. Yeah. 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 No, Boy, no can dream too. Yeah. Does this film make your desert island top five? Yeah. 
It 100% does. Uh, Absolutely. I so I was so excited. I was so looking forward to watching this again. Uh, everything that it does, everything that it sets up, the way that it's executed, like you said, the sound design, like, or I should say even like the sound uh, engineering in this movie is incredible. Um, And this is really where Steve Rogers, you know, becomes Captain America that, you know, ends up facing off with Thanos. Mm -hmm. This is the beginning of that journey. Um, And this is, you know, this film and, and everything that, it sort of starts and kicks off in the MCU is the reason that like I burst out fucking crying when Steve and Peggy danced at the end of Endgame. I know, you know, so yeah, it's, it's a desert Islander for sure. Desert Islander, desert Islander. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For me too. Um, it, it was seeing agent Carter with the dementia and seeing Steve's reaction yeah, and it's like we love, man, we, love, love. We've love. heard about fifty-four jokes about Steve's love life, but he's just never going to get over Peggy. No, you know that's it's his biggest piece of unfinished business. Yeah, it's it's really it's a really stunning relationship. Oh my god, the best. Yeah, the best. All right, I have a random bonus question for you. Okay, this movie is released. It gets super popular. Producer comes to you and he says, "Hey." I need a spinoff web series. So it's something designed for a YouTube audience, 12 minutes long. What do you got for me? Gary Shandling's character, Senator. What's his name? Senator. Shit. What's his name? I don't anyway, know. Senator, he's an Iron Man too. I his spit. It's a spinoff series where he's in jail. Mm. Yeah, and uh, it's not Sitwell. That was Agent Sitwell. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's Gary Shandling's Senator character. He's in jail, and that's the series. Okay, he's just and every week it's like he's trying to get out but he's such a bumbling idiot that he can't get out. That's hilarious. And yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's a comedy. Okay. I'm into it. R R I P Gary Shandling. I know. So sad, right? Yeah. Kind of a genius. Oh, for sure. What all right. You all right. All right. All right. It's animated. Oh, beautiful. And it's called Ola Zola. <laughs> and and it's basically like dora the explorer you know and it's in in the 80s and Uh there's these two latin kids on the base that stumble upon zola and zola befriends them with the intention of turning them into hydra operatives in the future and so he he encourages their creativity and sends them on adventures and we learn something every episode <laughs> but like it has this super dark undertone of he's slowly radicalizing them oh my god that's that's good right that's good ola yeah. zola <laughs> i like that we both went, i both we both went comedies i did not i did not title mine oh no um but i would call it uh stern in the clink Stirred in the clink. 
Yeah, Senator, it's Senator Stern. Stern. Yeah, Stern and the Clink. I like it. They're both fun. Let's do it. I think they'll do well. For sure. What's your special award? Okay, so interestingly enough, my special award, uh, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but I'm going to give Chris Evans and Scarlett Johansson and Steve Rogers and Natasha Romanoff the C. They don't have to fuck award <laughs> for a male and a female character going through an entire movie together with no mention of sex. Right? Like they kiss on the escalator and then she makes fun of him for it. Yeah. You know, and you called that flirty and I just called that teasing. Yeah. Okay. Right. Maybe like, I, he, I told you I'm attracted to both of them. Maybe I wanted to see it. Yeah. And it, it's kind of like, it's not dissimilar from like the pulling the pigtails on the playground moment. Only it's just like, yeah, I'm just riff. I'm just ribbing you. I'm needling you. Yeah. You know, like I've had a lot of opposite sex relationships in my time, like friendships. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm also coming from that place. So when I see it on screen and it's like, yeah, they're not pushing this. They're not like trying to make this a thing, you know, just because we expect it. Mm-hmm. Right? Can you please change the fucking battery in your CO2 detector? <laughs> oh my God. I just live with it. I just live with it. Yeah. No. Stop. <laughs> uh, but that's that's my special award. Uh, the C, they don't have to fuck award for the foursome there. I, 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 for, words. I for, for a split second thought you were going to say the CO2 award. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's coming next week if you don't change that damn battery. I I know that I'm excited for what's going to come out of your mouth next. So please tell the folks your special award. So it's so funny that your award is the See They Don't Have to Fuck Award because my award is the Foman's Award, which is creating, (laughs) creating relationships with sexual tension that have no payoff. Wow. And so amazing. and, And I award it to multiple people. Because okay. I think I think Natasha and Steve, we've already talked about that. I think Steve and Bucky, but maybe that's just me because I thought the same thing about Frodo and Sam in that last Lord of the Rings movie. I was like, just kiss already. Yeah, well, you're not alone there. Yeah, right? Got a little gay at the end there. Don't forget you and Sebastian Stan. There's I also just, sexual I, contention oh there. Oh my God. Yeah, that's my biggest foe, man. <laughs> I was watching What If today. I was watching What yep. If, and when the animated Sebastian Stan comes on, I was just like, oh my God. I was like, I still would. I still would. That's a cartoon, and that's really weird. <laughs> I, you know what? Maybe I won't stand by it so firmly. No, no. It's a hot cartoon. You stand by it. You I'm standing it. by it. You called, you called that anime hot. <laughs> but yeah, you get the Fomance Award. I like that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree with you. I think what I know the answer. didn't work for you. <laughs> no, <laughs> we're not going back there. Um, I, I think I know the answer to the final question. Yeah. Is this film an icon or a wacon? Well, I think that there's a lot of things that can be said for why it's an icon. And there's very little that can be said against it. It's not not noticed by me that Ryan George's pitch meeting for this movie is about 38 seconds long. I haven't seen it. It's short. It's it very, kinda, very short. It really works. A lot of it is really, it really, well really works. And it's, it's as iconic as the force not stopping. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. get up with the force. Don't stop. Don't stop till you get enough. Get up with the force. Don't stop. It's really, really good. It's an icon. 100%. 102% milk. Is that really the lyric of that song? I think it's get up with the force. Don't stop. Get up with the force. Don't stop is really the lyric. It, it came up on my, um, iTunes or my um whatever my Amazon whatever fucking music streaming service that I'm working uh, you know like uh don't stop till you get enough keep on with lyrics. the force don't stop wow yeah you know oh, keep on my... keep on with the force don't stop yeah you know I've lived my whole life thinking he said bus don't stop I, I, I do now I, I do now I thought I thought the song was about doing the bus stop okay. Is that a dance? Yeah. Okay. Get on with a bus. Don't stop. I really, I always thought that was lyric. Oh, well. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe what could be get off where the bus don't stop. Even, don't even stop till stronger you get fake lyric. Yeah, for sure. Woo. Uh, is this movie an icon or a Y-con? It's an icon. <laughs> it's an icon. It's an icon. And I think what's most iconic about it is it was so iconic. We spent the bulk of this episode on bizarre tangents. Yeah. But yeah, it's true. because it, because I didn't I, I think that was a conscious unconscious choice because if we just sat here and talked about how great this movie is that would be kind yeah. of a snooze fest for the yeah. audience. But it it's it's solid. It's fucking great. It's a linchpin in the whole saga, as you said before. It's also uh, the start of all of the Russo brothers threads yeah. that that they pay off that start getting adhered to in the side movies. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it's really it really shows what you can do as a director when something is set up for you beforehand and then you pay it off. Unlike Ryan Johnson's the last Jedi. You didn't have to do that. We're at the end of the episode. You set me up. You set me up. I I, I made a little decision with myself that I'm not going to do it unless it makes sense. Unless it makes sense. And then it made sense there. So I did it. It was a good moment. It was, I appreciated it. I thought it was really solid. Yeah. Good. Ah, well, CJ, I, I feel like we nailed this. I think it's great. Yeah. I think, I think the 100%. only thing we need to ask now is, is what's next in the LaRorder? Coming up next in the LaRorder is The Avengers Age of Ultron starring Ed Norton Jr. No. No, starring James Spader. Is he in that? He's Ultron. I forgot he was Ultron. He's Ultron. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. This this movie uh, was kind of hit or miss for me. I'm I'm curious to revisit it. I can't wait. It's going to be good um, to watch it again. It's going to be great to go back uh, after having seen WandaVision. Yeah. And see that journey again. Um, yeah. I, I, to be honest, I, I the the Age of Ultron for me was like quite a dud. Um, Andy uh, Andy's I always say his last name wrong. Circus Securus Circus Snoke Circus Gollum Andy Circus Yeah, fucking amazing in that film. One of my favorite parts of it. Um, we really get some Infinity Stone deep dive as well. Uh, you know, some continuing Infinity Stone stuff. Vision, Paul Bettany, can't wait. 
Um, but yeah, like I'm with you, man. Like it's going to be an interesting ride to to go back and, and watch that watch this movie yeah. again. I, I'm I'm going to remain optimistic. But always. Yeah, Let's I'm going to remain optimistic because it it can't be as bad as Captain Marvel. <laughs> I think I I think Captain Marvel is my last Jedi. I keep. Let's find out. We're yes. gonna find out. Yeah, since we started out. the MCU, I just brought up how I hate those Wheaties commercials. Yeah. <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna find out. Uh the the Larorder the Larorder marches on. Uh, I feel like it's made the most sense so far. It's great. It's a great order. It's very satisfying to watch. Great. Cool. All right. Well, for Icon or Wicon, I am Andrew David Sotomayor. I am CJ LaRoche, and we'll MCU next, next time. time.